All right, today is our final, final sermon on the book of Proverbs, which is rad because we've been in here for three months, and I thought it would be great. I was just praying and felt like I wanted to mix it up today, just being the last Sunday, and I'm going to have three different people sharing a verse out of Proverbs. Does that sound fun? We got some young preachers coming up in here, starting off with Aaron, then we're going to go to Abby, and then we're going to end with Taylor in the back. So welcome them up. How are you? Um, okay, we're, do, we're doing this. My proverb is uh, Proverbs 16.3. Here it comes. Um, my name is Aaron. Hello. This is my first time sharing like this. I want, yo. Well, I mean, yeah. But, okay, so this is, okay, I haven't had like a ton of time to really lock in and like, you know what I mean? And get like the whole thing like structured. But, well, because I've been doing like a lot of practice for what, yeah. So, so, so I'm practicing because um, uh, Iva Swarship is opening for King's Kaleidoscope next week. So we're practicing for that. It's been a lot of practice. So this is more of a, of a I've been living this Proverbs, you know, this proverb. And it's still not up there. So I can, I'll pull it up. Worst case scenario. Um, Proverbs 16, verse 3. It says, commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. Um, the word, so I, I was looking into some commentaries and the word commit here, um, the Hebrew is golil, and that means um, to push and like to push like a heavy like stone. Um, and they're saying that it's like, um, like commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. The commit is saying to push a heavy load and it's like a final command. So it's like push a heavy load and leave it there. And so like with our works, that can be, so there's another translation that says, um, commit your works to the Lord and your plans and thoughts will be established. And I think, there she is. Um, so for me, um, I, I'm a person who overthinks a lot. I live a lot of my life in my head. And this proverb, for me, it's kind of just like, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to just push off all the overthinking and the planning and the, all that stuff to the Lord. Um, but it's like in doing that, it's like, we, it's like a lot of things with God are backwards. It's like you do one thing, and then like, it's like, I don't know, it's weird. Like, if like by giving God your plans, he establishes them. And like, so I went, I went to a songwrite last weekend, and there was a worship night the night before, and I was in worship, and um, I was just sitting down. I just felt like the Lord was just like, you don't have to try. Trying is something you've put on yourself. And I was like, what do you mean by that? And so I, I feel like this week, in just kind of like walking out my normal life, I just kind of stopped doing all my worrying. Like, if you know me, you know I've been like watching freaking courses and like just trying to figure out what my next like side hustle is going to be. And I feel like the Lord is just inviting me into like stability and like growing up as a man and like kind of like having a foundation. And so this week I didn't do that. I would just instead of doing that, I, I would go to the, the beach in the morning um, and just talk to God for however long. And then I'd go back to home and then things would just happen. Like and it was weird. And like um, so. Here we go. We're gonna. We're, we're, this is good. We're gonna get through this. Okay. 
Um, so, thank you, thank you. Um, so, <laughs> so back to that point of like where there's a finality. Like, commit your plans to the Lord. It's like it's like you commit them to the Lord. And you take your hands off. And then that energy that you would be using in overthinking and trying to plan things and getting everything in order, it's like spent in peace with God. And then he's just like working things out. And so like, I know we're in Proverbs, but this like kind of reminded me of John 15, where um, Jesus is talking about abiding in him and how he is the vine and we're the branches. And I always like looked at that. and I'm like, I don't know like the practicals of abiding, and um, I was like reading through that chapter and abiding like requires our consent because it's like if we're if we like detach ourselves from him and we're just like doing our own thing, we're not getting the, the necessary nutrients to produce fruit. You know what I mean? And so get the sorry, there's a fly. Um, it's the devil. And so they, we're not getting that necessary nutrients in order to bear fruit in our lives. And um. So abiding is an action. It's like something we do. And I think this is like kind of abiding. It's like when you, when you like abiding in him, it looks like saying, okay, whatever that thing is for you, whatever you try to have your hands on, like everybody has those things. For me, it's my future. And for some of us, it's relationships. For some of us, it's whatever. It's like letting God have that thing. And then just like using that spare time that we would be in our heads about whatever that is to like lock in with God, whatever that looks like. For me, I like getting in nature and just talking to God like he's right next to me. Um, and yeah, it's like only in that union with him that we can like start to bear fruit in our lives. Um, yeah, so I feel like this, this proverb, it like through the gospel of Jesus, it kind of like comes full circle. And it's less of like a, a duty, like this is how I commit my words to the Lord. It's like a heart posture and like staying in a place of I'm hands off with anything in my life, like you can have it. And then like in that heart posture, he can do so much through you. You know what I mean? So, and it's not to say that life, that we're not supposed to just, we're, we're supposed to be like vibing in life and not doing anything. But it's saying that worrying and planning and like trying to do all these things is like less conducive than just giving it to God. And I feel like God just wants to be a part of our lives. And this is like a practical way to just be like, okay, that's, I'm worrying about something that's not from God. And so I'm just going to commit that to the Lord and let him do his thing. You know what I mean? So I don't know how long that was, but we're here. Let's keep going. It's like, no. all right, next person. Abby. Oh, sorry. So between each one, I just want to take a pause. So just think, what's the thing in your life that you want to commit to the Lord right now? So just put it in your hand, and then when you're ready, then you just kind of give it to God, okay? So just connect with him. All right, let's welcome Abby up. Yeah, Abby. Okay, so this is the verse I'm going to be talking about. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. And I'm kind of going to be talking about that 
the first little bit of Proverbs 2. There's a little bit before that says, um, it talks about turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. Um, and I have a little, a little story to kind of start this off. Um, earlier this week, I was at the thrift store and I found this white skirt that I, I really loved and I'd kind of been looking for one a little like that. And I noticed it had a couple of stains on it. So I knew, I knew there were a couple of stains on it, but I decided to buy it anyway. And when I was preparing for this, I was thinking about it and kind of, I don't know, I just thought of this parallel and I was like, if I understood where those stains were from, that may have impacted my decision to buy that skirt. Maybe if I knew how those got there, I wouldn't have wanted that. Or maybe, maybe I would know it's just chocolate cake or something, and I'd be like, yeah, buy this skirt. Um, but anyway, I'm kind of, I kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of, this week I've been kind of thinking about like the bonus feature that is understanding. I think we're really blessed to live in a culture and a time in life where knowledge is pretty accessible. Like it's not too hard to figure, figure something out. Like if we need to know something, we can use our phones, but to understand something is a whole, is a whole different thing. And um, I think that getting to understand things by asking God and building a relationship with him is really special and can add like such a depth to um, a depth to our lives and a depth to our relationships and a depth to our perspective on who God is and the way that we see our calling. Um, Honestly, I have a couple examples of that, but that is like the main simple point that I that I wanted to um, go after. And I think in my life, this is applied a lot to um, my job is a really practical one. I've kind of felt from God that I should be at the job I'm in. And um, like the first six months of being at my job, I felt grounded in kind of like the knowledge. I kind of feel like God wants me here. Um, and it was only a couple of months in where I was like, I never really asked God why I should be here or why he wants me here. And I started to just get these tiny nuggets and ways that, oh, if I, if I show up here with a good attitude, that reveals a part of God's character. And if I show up here on time, I'm honoring the people that I'm working for. And I think there are so many things in our life that are like that. Um, I think another one for me right now is like, like emotional health. Um, and I think sometimes we can uh, know how we're feeling about something or know we have one area that we could grow in, but we don't fully understand it. And I just wanted to like affirm that God is such a safe space to learn to understand things and that a lot of lasting change and growth I've come upon in life, my life has come from um, kind of getting to the root of things. Um, I don't think that this uh, replaces trust. I think there are many times in our life when 
it's harder to understand things and we get to like really live in trust. But I think that in in this passage, like we're called to we're called to know we're we're called to knowledge with our ears, but understanding with our heart. And I think that God God wants us to connect with Him, and we co- we connect with Him on a, a deep level. And I, I think He wants us to know that um, there's a space where we can ask questions, and even if we never get the knowledge or understanding from Him, that those questions um, they build connection and they build intimacy. And um, so, I guess my response question, if I can. <laughs> um, oh, also, actually, when I was preparing for this, I was like, I feel kind of. I don't know. When you speak in front of people, it's really easy to overthink and be like, oh, should I talk about that or that or that? But for some reason, on this, I kind of. I don't know. It's just something I've been. Um, I I guess learning about in my own life, so it felt like a really good thing to talk about. Um, so I had, I had the knowledge, but then it kind of hit me. I was like, oh, I should ask God like, why he wants me to talk about this. And I feel like I kind of already mentioned it, but I think that he just, he, he just wants us to know him, and um, he just wants us to be close to him. And going off to something is like a really good way to um, be close to him. And then even... I was reflecting on it um, today, and I think even something uh, like a home group, it's like kind of what Mark was talking about. We get to like know each other, but this can even be applied to um, relationships with family and friends. It's like we can, we can use that model to um, not just walk through life knowing people, but um, understanding people. I think it's, I thank God just has a, a lot of different ways that um, he can show us to use that. And it's a really good way of, uh, yeah, just going deep in your life. So my, my question for everyone is, um, what is something that you know about your life or your circumstance or you feel like you know about God right now? But it's kind of it's kind of something that's like, uh, knowledge through your ear and not understanding in your heart. So what is something that you know but you don't really understand and how is that going to impact your relationship with God and the way you show up this week? All right, just take a minute real quick before we have Taylor up. So just use this week some time to just have a conversation with God. It's kind of what Abby was sharing, whatever was coming up. It's probably just a good little springboard into, hi, Dad, what's up? (laughs) All right, let's welcome Taylor up. Come on, Taylor. Hello, beautiful people. Good to see you. I love smiles. Your smiles look good on you. Have you ever wondered that, like, have you ever thought that when you looked in the mirror, like, wow, my smile looks really good? Yeah, you don't, you don't have to have had braces to think your smile looks good. Yeah, so I think your smiles look amazing. Um, 
Really, really cool getting to hear Aaron and Abby speak, so thank you so much. Uh, One reason I love hearing people speak on Sundays is we get to peer into their journey with God, and it's really cool. Like, it's so fun. And uh, so thank you both. That was really awesome. Um, So my proverb is Proverbs 13, 3. And wow, you guys are good on quick on that. Um, So we're going to read it, and then I'll explain what I think it meant to me and what I think it means for our family here, okay? So it says that the one who guards his mouth preserves his life. The one who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. Uh, That verse by itself can almost seem like I should never talk again. (laughs) But um, that's actually not what's going on here. So um, the verse, two verses right before it is actually speaking of, especially verse one of this chapter, speaks of the Lord's discipline. And then the last verse of this chapter, last one or two verses of the chapter, also speaks of his discipline. So I remember what, I think it was Demis and I forgot the other one, but they talked about the framework, maybe in Clark, the framework of how these were placed and about how you can get a really good idea of what's going on in the chapter by reading what happens at the first and what happens at the last. It gives context, right? So this verse by itself is like, should I ever talk again or, I, or else I'm going to come to ruin? <laughs> you know? um, but I think it actually, whenever I begin to think about it, I'm like, wow, I think what the writer of this proverb is really encouraging is the beauty of listening. The be- that, at least, like, that may not be the full scope of what he's trying to get across. Like, I didn't spend a ton of time in the entirety of this chapter, so go spend time with Proverb 13 this week. It's going to be really good. In fact, when I was praying about which proverb, I felt like the Holy Spirit highlighted this one, and I felt like the Holy Spirit said, there's a lot I have for Isla Vista in this proverb. And so I encourage you to go sit with this. Like, it's going to be amazing. But this specific one, verse 3 The one who guards his mouth preserves his life. The one who opens his lips invites his own ruin. I think what what stuck out to me about that is the gift of listening that we are given. You have been given a gift. of Listening is a gift from your Father to you. If we did not have the ability to listen, we would not be able to know his voice. We would not be able to know each other's stories. We would not be able to know our own stories as you listen to your own process in your heart. Listening is a gift, that, and it's something that we do day in and day out, but how often do we stop and recognize the beautiful gift that it is? Sometimes we listen with preconceived ideas so we don't fully understand. Sometimes we, like listening happens, we're always listening, and how we listen is very important, right? But the fact of the matter is, is listening is a gift that's been given to you and that you use all the time. But I think listening, bef- I think another thing this proverb is talking about is listening before we like fully understand. I mean, sorry, listening to fully understand is so important before we speak. You know, like there's so much value in this room from every single individual that makes up the body of Christ. And they have a story. Um... Bliss and I are currently, some of y'all, this is news, so I'm expecting, you know, I don't know what your reply is going to be, but we are expecting our third kid. And I figured it's going to, I was like, I'm going to give a pause because I figured it's going to be really celebratory, so thank you. We feel very, we feel very honored, and um, something that has always blown me away 
is just the extravagant love I feel in my heart toward a child that is the size of a grape. It's like I would lay down my life for that child right now. The analogy, I feel like, a picture that God gave me when I was praying about, like, what does it mean to practically exercise our gift of listening is to realize, uh, is, is he gave me the imagery of pregnancy and how this child is being nourished, this child is being given life, and it's not even aware, has no grid to even be able to begin to understand what's going on. But it's just existing and it doesn't even fully have ears yet, but then at a certain age, uh, Bliss sent me some, I think it was like around 18 weeks or something, the baby's ears form. And around 22 to 26 weeks, the baby can begin to pick up on sounds within the mother's body. And then beyond 26 to 28 weeks, the baby can actually begin to hear the voices on the outside, especially if the father and mother on the outside speaking closely. This baby is not listening to, with any like agenda, other than it's existing in a safe space and it's listening. And some of us, we're like, I don't know if I hear God. And we base our ability to hear God based on revelations we think that we may or not be receiving. And we base it on this grand idea of what understanding may or may not be about a certain thing. But I'm telling you that listening is so beautiful because whether understanding revelation comes or not, you can be sure of one thing. Your father is speaking to you and you're in a place of nourishment and development and you do hear his voice. So listening has a lot to do with existing. And listening has a lot to do with quiet. This baby's not in there making a bunch of noises or, or, or creating this huge sound, but this baby is, is just slowly but surely becoming more and more aware of its environment. And I found that a lot of life in God, especially this last year I've learned this, is learning the beauty of our environment. Paul says that in him we live and move and have our being. So sure, we're in this room right now. Sure, we're in a physical body right now. But even more beyond that, we are in him, living, moving, and having our existence. Or you can even put it this way, you're in a womb. And sometimes we, we, we are like, should I keep trying to listen for God's voice? Should I keep trying to listen and truly understand what people are saying? Because I don't know if I really have that ability. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just distracted too easy. How do I know if it's God? The baby's not worried if it's, if it's trying to figure out like if it's the mom or dad speaking. It's just existing. But you know what? Like my voice speaking to the baby does have effects. And you know what's really cool? The first part about listening is it's not even necessarily about the baby. It's about the enjoyment of the father and mother enjoying the baby. So you may not hear, be able to fully piece together what God is saying to you right now, but you are hearing him. And I'm telling you that maybe right now, begin to tune your ear to be like, God, show me how you enjoy this time of speaking to me. Dude, so I'm going to wrap it up with this, okay? I'm going to land it with this. Jesus says that the Holy Spirit only says what he hears spoken to him. Jesus said the Holy Spirit will take everything that's given to him and give it to you. So I'm like, Lord, how do I become a good listener? And this is my challenge to you, is not to go home and try to muster up such an ability in the sense of like, Lord, help me listen, listen, listen. It's like sometimes we can become so focused on trying to listen better that we actually don't end up listening. 
but it's just simply asking God, what kind of listener are you? You know, what kind of listener are you? I found that with my kids, oftentimes the, what they show me is often what they've seen already in me and bliss. Their ability to do this, or like, it's not that they're, they're not their own person, but they catch so much even that I'm unaware of. It's like, God, how do you listen? How do you listen? There's something in me that just comes alive when my kids, I love talking to my kids. Sometimes I think my kids show me that maybe I talk a little too much. But, but listening to them is such a joy. Listening, creating that safe space of like, I don't care what you tell me, I'm going to be interested and I'm going to enjoy what you say. Even if it's saddening. And so sometimes knowing the beauty of listening comes with beholding how he listens to you. And sometimes you may be like, dude, I don't know if God even speaks to me. And maybe he's just looking to listen to you right now. Maybe you have a lot to process. So that makes sense? So can, we, can you guys join me in, in uh, enjoying the gift of listening this week? Amen? All right. So good, so good. The wisdom of God, huh? Giving us two ears, one mouth. You only need one mouth. Mm. Um, I know. That's a total dad thing. Um, you know, some of you weren't around. Some of you weren't even born. You weren't even that great when I started uh, Jesus Burgers in 2001, which is wild. Um, but I'll tell you this. Some of the most fruitful, if not some of the best conversations, came from the place of listening. And if you're at all worried about Jesus Burgers and coming out because you're like, oh, I'm not an evangelist, whatever, if you could listen, you're going to be the best evangelist because people are just looking for safe places to dump stuff. And sure, I've got a, some awesome prophetic words out there, saw the spirit break out, but a lot of times it's just me listening to someone telling me all their stuff, you know, and feeling loved in that place. Um, so yeah, let's just think for a second, who in our life is a good listener? Like, just think, who in your life right now is like, wow, I really appreciate the way that person listens. And then what can we learn of that? As Taylor was saying, a lot is, you know, caught, not taught. Like, what are you seeing in that person that listens like that and that you really appreciate? Amen. Thank you. I love timers. <laughs> so the set we're going to end the Proverbs series is um, we're just going to take 10 Proverbs right now, and we're just going to, 10 of you are going to stand up, and you're just going to read it to us. So um, your favorite proverb, one of your favorite Proverbs that you've always just liked or maybe something that continues to pop out to you, pull out your phone, your Bible, whatever it is. Um, but if you know it, I'm just going to bring you the mic. There's going to be no commentary. You're just going to read it over us. Sound good? Yep. Pause told, did I say chapter? Do, oh, I didn't. Oh, yes. One verse. No one's doing whole chapters here. I'm sorry. Do love the word of God, but not today, folks. Um, but if that's you, I just need a little hand up, and then I'm just going to bring you the Bible. Sweet, Jez. Mm-hmm. Just say your name so, you know, not everyone knows everyone. Jez. Uh, <laughs> sorry. 
Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. That was read over me when I was, Proverbs 2, verse 3. That was read over me when I was baptized. Yeah. All right, who's next? Who's next? This is Claire. This is Claire, everyone. Say hello to Claire. God actually gave this one to me this morning, so I thought I'd share it. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. That's Proverbs 13, 12. (laughs) But I have this translation, which is the same as, when hope's dream seems to drag on and the delay can be depressing, but when at last your dream comes true, life's sweetness will satisfy your soul. This one's been on my heart for a little bit, but it's Proverbs 20:12. The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both. So, so often we feel we have to be ready, and really he'll come and make us ready. I don't know if I have the wrong verse, but it's Proverbs 17:9. Whoever would foster love covers over an offense, but whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. I'll walk it to her for next. Yeah. Hello. Um, sorry, I asked to say my name. Do I stand up? <laughs> Dang. Um, hi, my name's Sam. <laughs> Samuel, whatever. You can use either one. <laughs> Lord, help me. All right, it's Proverbs 12, 1. Um, and this one I love. Um, it's, to learn, you must love discipline. It is stupid to hate correction. Yay. Amen. All right, stand up. Hey, guys, I'm Matt. Matthew, actually, rebrand. Um, <laughs> hey, guys. Um, Proverbs 19.2. Desire without knowledge is not good, or zeal without knowledge is not good, and whoever makes haste with his feet misses his way. Selah. Say less. My name is Mark. Um, Proverbs 20, verse 3. It is an honor for a man if he avoids fights. Only a fool interferes in disputes. Hi, I'm Marlon. Um, Proverbs sixteen thirty-two: Better a patient person than a warrior, one with self-control than one who takes a city. It's 
So this is a cluster, but this is the first one. Proverbs 26.4. Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest you be like him yourself. This is the very next one. So Proverbs 26.5 is answer a fool according to his folly, or he will be wise in his own eyes. So it's funny how it's food for thought, both of them together. So good. Uh, those two verses validate why we need the Holy Spirit. Anyone else? Is there anyone who doesn't like to share, but you're, you're supposed to read us a proverb? You're always out there. Oh, good. Carly, just calling people out. Carly, which verse do you have? Let's start with you. No. <laughs> I love proverbs, but I hate talking. <laughs> Proverbs 21.1, the king's heart is a stream of water in the hand of the Lord. He turns it wherever he will. Amen. All right. Hello? Cool. All right, I got Proverbs 24.3. I'm Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> by wisdom, a house is built, and by understanding, it is established. Caleb and Fisher just walked Yosemite area for like 30 days and hardcore, but they read a proverb, a chapter of proverb every day um, when you were up there, right? Yep, that's what Fisher sent me. I absolutely love that. So, hey, the wisest person ever walked the earth outside of uh, Jesus the genius was Solomon. And you can listen to any influencer you want. You're going to go through life. People are going to try to give you knowledge, knowledge. But I'll tell you right now, Proverbs is distilled wisdom from above. And if you're going to read anything, allow yourself to sit before the word of God with a teachable heart and say, Jesus, speak to me through your word. Speak to me through your word. Give me wisdom because I need wisdom. And all God's people said, amen, amen. All right. Bless you guys. Happy Sunday.